Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It did. Bill Cox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32, 18. Let the celebration begin. All right, welcome in. It's a solo edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Uh, because I'm coming fresh off of SEC after dark, Israel is not joining me. It is late for him down there in South Georgia. You can hear the rock music down below me. We are, like I said, on the Believe Network. We're presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. For the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join, receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. It, we got an exciting show. It's National Signing Day, the real National Signing Day. Um, not the early signing period. They need to do something about that. I'm not sure what, um, but that's a different show for a different day. Uh, Georgia had a nightmare loss on the Plains. We'll talk about that uh, with basketball. Uh, picked up a huge commitment in the class of 24 um, in the defensive backfield. We'll, we'll, we'll break that down as well. Um, but uh, we, we, we hope you're doing well. We hope we, we thank, I thank you for making Believe in Georgia Dogs your, your number one choice for uh, Georgia podcast. So let's get right into it. Uh, chronologically, it is National Signing Day. Not much excitement for Georgia. They didn't sign a, a soul today. They did all of their work back in December. Uh, we talked about it a little bit with uh, with Israel over the over the Christmas break, um, but yeah, filled a lot of needs with this class. Uh, some of my favorites, you know, we got some offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, uh, some much needed edge guys like Samuel and Pemba uh, from IMG Academy, 6'4", 250 pound, five star uh, defensive edge rusher. There we got uh, his partner, Damon Wilson. Um, also, 6'5", 240 pounds, edge guy, five-star. Uh, two really good guys that are going to come off the edge. Uh, think Golden Smith, things like that. But they're big, they're long. They're, you know, they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. So I really like the way that they're playing. Um, also in this class, you get uh, Raylan Wilson from Tallahassee, 6'2", 215-pound inside linebacker. He comes in as a four-star. Troy Bowles, the son of uh, soon-to-be Todd Munkin's boss, um, 
Todd Bowles. So that, that's going to be, you know, a, a good duo there. CJ Allen from Barnesville, Georgia. Um, all got all key guys on the inside. One of my favorite commits, Jamal Jarrett from Greensboro, North Carolina. He's 6'6", 340, defensive tackle. They're looking at him to play that nose guard role, that Jordan Davis role, first and second down. Somebody that can come in and stuff and run. Also, Tyler Williams from Lakeland, Florida, at wide receiver. Um, after after the stuff that happened with Ra Ra Thomas, don't think he's going to come back. So you're probably with some of the transfers that that have uh, that have left: Kyrus Jackson, Dominic Blaylock, um, and uh, Donnie Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell, possibly. Um, I think he went to USC. I'm not sure. Um, he may leave in the next uh, transfer portal window. Uh, but one of the one of these young guys are going to have to contribute. Somebody from uh, last class, Dylan Bell, is going to contribute. But I think Tyler Williams is somebody from Lakeland, Florida, 6'4", uh, 210 pounds. I think he's going to be somebody, Anthony Evans, um, you know, showing flashes of speed. He's from Texas. Uh, gonna, you know, he, we're going to ask him to contribute a lot as well. Uh, those are two of the two of the names that really kind of jump out at the wide receiver spot. So uh, Yazid Haynes uh, getting getting uh, signed in from Pennsylvania. Uh, that, that's a state you don't hear very, very much from uh, signing from the University of Georgia, but uh, getting up there in that Northeast uh, Mid-Atlantic region. So uh, the wide receiver spots, I really like all of these guys. I mean, they, they're good at different things. Like Tyler Williams, long, fast, you know, just somebody that can really – really kind of go up and get it so um, I'm, I'm excited about that I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do got him over uh, Bama Baylor Cincinnati and Clemson uh, Clemson seemed like they were going to be the closest ones to uh, to be able to land Tyler Williams so he jumps into the fold uh, at wide receiver uh, offensive line Kelton Smith from Columbus uh, 6'6", 305. I think he's uh, coming in, uh, looking to get in that rotation to tackle. Uh, Joshua Miller from, from Chester, Virginia, 6'6", 323. So getting a couple edge guys there. Uh, Jamal Merriweather, who is still listed as a verbal commit. He has not signed yet, um, but we will uh, keep you posted on that. But he should be uh, he should be available to be to be uh, enrolled in June. So he's on board. I think he's got some academic stuff he's got to figure out. So uh, getting a kicker in this class, uh, Peyton Woodring from, from Louisiana. So that'll be exciting. Uh, Justin Rett is somebody I'm excited about in the defensive backfield. Uh, we'll, we'll get to another commit in next year's class that I think will be pivotal in uh, in this defensive back position. But uh, get Justin Rett from Bishop Foreman. That's a huge get. Todd Hartley uh, apparently is opening up a opening up a, a pipeline out there to Bishop Gorman, getting uh, Darnell Washington now Justin Rett. So are we going to get more down the line? Maybe. Maybe not. That'd be nice. But uh, overall, a solid class. Filled a lot of needs. Got 26 total commitments. Finished second in the team recruiting ranks, supporting rivals.com. Uh, so a really, really stellar class for, for Kirby Spartan and the Georgia Bulldogs. Filling a lot of needs. And over the course of the spring, we'll probably do some of these. We'll probably look at some of these recruits in depth. Probably do some uh, uh, recruit analysis as we kind of look into the uh, late spring, early summer. Uh, try to figure out how these guys are going to 
of the tribute um, and, and what they bring to the table. But overall, I, I think you've got a really solid class here, and I'm, I'm super excited about what we have, especially uh, especially on the edge rushers. We need Georgia to not get enough pressure last year. Uh, MJ Sherman, he transfers to, to Nebraska. Uh, we lose Nolan Smith uh, to graduation. Um, and never had them all year uh, due to injuries. So I, I think Samuel and Pimba and Damon Wilson can come in and bring some, some much, much needed depth and much needed versatility for for that position. And Troy Bowles, uh, Raylan Wilson, and C.J. Allen can, uh, can man the inside. So that is your... That is your recruiting update, basically getting fed through a fire hose. Um, but I'm going to transition into 2024 for a second because uh, the big news on, on this signing day was not who we signed from the class of 2023. It's the commitment that we got from the class of 2024. Ellis Robinson, the number one cornerback in the in the class of 24. A huge, huge commit. Um, he's a smart guy. Um, understands route concepts, understands how to diagnose different things, uh, played a lot of different coverages down there. Uh, he, he's at IMG right now. Um, moved there from, I forget where he moved there from, but he's really good with the ball in the air. Um, if, if there's a 50-50 ball, like on a, on a fade on a fade route or, or, or something where it's, a, where it's a contested catch, he's really good with getting his hands in, on, on the football and, and being able to to intercept some of those passes that other others can't. Uh, he's really good in, in man coverage, off-man coverage. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that he can do. With his intelligence, I, I think he brings to the table uh, the ability for George to finally look somewhat competent running some zone concepts because this this, def- this defensive backfield, when we ran some, some of our zone concepts, uh, looked lost. And he's somebody that maybe can bring that to the table. But, you know, just looking at him uh, on film, I mean, he just really jumps out. He's just real smooth, real smart, very uh, anticipates a lot of things. And I, I think he's he's able to diagnose uh, different route concepts. And I, I think part of that is just film study and, and being a, a real student of the game. So um, I'm excited to get him. I'm excited to get him in, into the fold and into the mix. So that'll be a... a That'll be a really, really good get. Got to hang on to him, obviously. Uh, December is uh, December of twenty-four is uh, it's, a, it's a long way away. So, or December of twenty-three, I should say, is a long way away. Um, not that long, but it, 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 it is a sizable distance away. A lot can happen between now and then. But as of right now, as of this moment, Alex Robinson is a doll. Let's talk about Dylan Rayola. Um, had a really good visit with him. Uh, number one quarterback in the class of 24. Going to need that pretty soon. Um, that quarterback room is going to get pretty thin, especially if somebody uh, post-spring decides that they, they, they want to transfer, like uh, Brock Vandergriff or Gunnar Stockton or Carson Beck or you know, whoever is not quite on the forefront of the quarterback battle. So Dylan Rayola has a chance to come in. I mean, he's a five-star, number one overall quarterback. I mean, you've got a five-star in Brock Vandergriff. You've got a five-star in Gunnar Stockton. You've got a, four, you've got a high four-star in Carson Beck. And you've got some talent in that quarterback room. Obviously, only one guy can start um, and, unless you get kind of funky with some of your stuff. I guess that would I guess that would mean if uh, Todd Munkin does leave, uh, hiring somebody like Kellen Moore, which you can't hire Kellen Moore because he just got hired by the, by the Chargers. But... Again, 
Um, Dylan Hill is just somebody who jumps out off the page at you. Committed to Ohio State for a while. Um, just oh, just impressive, impressive athlete. We'll do a breakdown of him uh, if, if and when he does decide to commit to the University of Georgia. But that's somebody that's on the radar. Um, obviously, they're pursuing him a lot. So um, just, uh, just keep your eye out on that. So, um, again, it's, uh, you know, I'm excited, man. Recruiting is, is looking up. Number two class in 23. Looking for top two class again. Uh, Deuce Robinson uh, did not sign today. Uh, they've got a future cast for him to Georgia. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. He's a five-star tight end. Um, yeah, meant to, meant to get to that. Uh, Deuce Robinson. Um Impressive, impressive, impressive. And uh, when he does make that final decision, if he does in fact decide to go with the University of Georgia, we'll do a we'll do a breakdown of him, a, a commitment story, and things like that. So, so just some future programming notes. Just look for some of these big commits to. Uh, we'll, we'll start doing some features on them a little bit. We'll start. Uh, we'll start looking at this class. Uh, basically like meet the freshman type segments and we give each guy their own uh their own short small segment so um but that is uh the class of 2023 signing days in the books uh looking looking at deuce uh deuce robinson he's the last one on the board left for, the, for georgia five-star tight end gonna gonna need to continue to fill that position you, you lose two to the transfer portal uh with, with depth issues I and mean, right now you have brock bowers Darnell Washington and Oscar Delp on scholarship. Uh, Brett Seether transferred to Georgia Tech. Ryan Goo transferred, uh, made his transfer over to Mississippi State, another Bulldog. So uh, you're going to need some tight end depth there. So Deuce Robinson would be a heck of a piece there. Like I said, five star, five star tight end. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, I'm not sure why he didn't sign, but he didn't. Um, but the future cast, PortlandRivals.com uh, has him going to the University of Georgia. So um, that, that's something definitely to keep to keep an eye out on. Let's talk basketball, shall we? Let's talk basketball. Man, oh man, what a nightmare in Auburn. Uh, after winning the, the conference opener against Auburn back earlier in January, tonight was a rough night for Georgia. They were out-rebounded 37-20, only had 48 points in the paint. Uh, not much second-chance thing, couldn't get any good shots off, which is harassed all night um, from the field. I mean, couldn't, couldn't get anything going, couldn't stop anything either. Um, just had an overall abysmal night um, on the board. Probably one of the uh, – at Georgia, still, they're one and six on the road. Um, so still hadn't, still hadn't figured that thing out yet. Um, and so um, Auburn's not a team that you can that you can mess around with. Auburn's 17-5, 7-2 in the conference. They jumped out to a 42-24 lead just like that. And, uh, and, and it happened quickly. And once, once, once a team like that in, in a rough environment, I mean, I saw a list on social media that had Auburn as one of the top, actually the number one most difficult uh, arenas to play in in college basketball. Uh, that was impressive. And, and once you get down like that, 18 points in an environment such as that, it's really, really tough to come back. 
And a team that's not used to that, a team that's coming off a year where they only won one conference game, so not much confidence coming in to begin with. Uh, you got a new coach. You're still trying to figure each other out. And then you just you just get wiped on the boards by uh, by Johnny Broom. I mean, he was a he was a beast, man. He was uh, he had a double double, um, nineteen points with eighteen rebounds. Um, he was eight of eleven. Uh, I mean, he, he he snapped up seven offensive rebounds in about twenty one minutes. Um, I mean, he just they could Georgia had no answer for that down low, and they just got out physical, out tough. Uh, defensive rebounding, offensive rebounding. Uh, any loose ball was going to go to Auburn. Uh, Auburn did a great job moving the ball, uh, creating creating opportunities, creating open looks, and taking advantage of that. Obviously, if they jumped out to the lead, they jumped out too. They obviously took advantage of that. Um, just overall, um, you know, much better uh, than the 34.8% they shot in the season opener. Um, they shot 53% from the field. Uh, they were 41% from three-point land, 14 of 34 from three-point land. They just they just created, and and a lot of the points came from. Se- I mean, they were 53 percent from the field, which is really good. Which is a tw- almost a, is a 20 percent increase improvement over what they had in the last time that these two teams met. Um, a vast improvement from three point land, but the offensive rebounds and the second chance points is where you win ball games in basketball. And, and if you can dominate it, if you can dominate the glass. You can win basketball games, especially games that you're not really supposed to win. Um, not saying Auburn was not supposed to win this one. Auburn was most definitely supposed to win this one. Um, it was probably more of a fluke that they lost the first one. Uh, they were just ice cold in the first the first matchup. They were not ice cold this time. Um, they were. Uh, it, it, it was a totally different ball game. Uh, Dylan Caldwell for for uh, for Auburn. He was he was equally. I mean, they, they had the twin towers down there. Uh, Dylan Caldwell. I mean, they, they've got you know, like I said, they have no answers. So that's something that Mike White, um, as they head to College Station this weekend, that's something they got to figure out. That's some answers that they got to have. They've got to figure out a way to do better on the road because um, it, it, it is a road game at College Station. They've got to figure out a way to be more dominant inside. So that's just something we got to see. Uh, but hats off to Auburn. They, I mean, this was a revenge game for them. Uh, home game, hostile environment. Georgia just, Georgia has just proven that they can't handle these hostile road environments yet. They're not there yet. I mean, it's it, it, you know, it is what it is. A brand brand new system. I mean, you know, you still you still want to be a little more competitive, but I mean, it's a brand new system. So, what can you do, right? But you know, the, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, it, this was an interior battle. Um, where Auburn capitalized on all their second chance points. They they snuffed anything Georgia did on the offensive end out. Um, Georgia just couldn't get anything going. Um, and then when it seemed like they were starting to, Auburn would hit some back-breaking three to get the momentum, rip the momentum right back. So, again, uh, nightmare. One and six on the road now. Uh, Mike White's got to figure out a way to fix that and fix it fast. Um, but as we talked about last night, as Israel and I talked about last night, it was a much, much improved effort. Um, you know, you're seeing the guys that they're just fighting through everything, um, even though the score's so lopsided. They're playing a lot better together than they were last year. This game would have been 
Uh, this game would have been more like the Alabama Vanderbilt game where that was, I mean, you want to talk about beat down. I mean, they, they, they beat him by 57 points. Holy cow, man. Like, Alabama just might be unstoppable. They're beating, well, unless you're, unless they're playing against Oklahoma, but they're, they're beating up on everybody. So it could have been that. And last year's team, it would have probably been that. But you know this team has some. This team has some grit. This team has some heart. They don't give up. They just, at times, they just don't play well. Uh, they haven't figured out how to. They haven't figured out how to be dominant on the inside. They haven't figured out how to win in hostile environments. I still think they get a little shook, a little rattled um, in, in these road games. So uh, that's something they got to fix. And I'm sure they will. I'm sure that's something that Mike White in year one is learning about the culture of this program and the history of what this basketball program. Is is all about which ain't much history there um, you got dominique wilkins uh you got a brief brief run of tubby smith where he, where he had a, a little bit of success there um uh then you had uh jim herrick which if he hadn't cheated you know what could have been um you know i think he had that that one team that uh won the won the SEC tournament um after barely getting in uh, they won because uh, it was probably one of the craziest. It was probably one of the craziest college basketball tournaments of all time due to the weather. Um, so they won on those circumstances, which I'll take it. Win, win is a win is a win is a win. Uh, I don't care how you, how you get it. They got into the tournament that year, got beat by Xavier, and I think that 2012 team was okay um, with uh, KCP and. Um, Trey Tompkins, maybe. Yeah, Trey Tompkins. Um, but other than that, I mean, Georgia basketball, the history of Georgia basketball has always been, if there's a chance to fold, they're going to fold. If, if, if things get tough, that's a wrap, man. Like, it's just, just not going to happen for them. And so... Um, for for that to for that to go down, it's not surprising, but it's something that Mike White has got to come in and, and, and figure out some answers to to get this team believing in themselves, you know, a lot more. Which they're they're starting in that direction. Tonight was a definite bump in the road, but you know they're starting to move kind of in that direction, and you know I, I think you'll see that sometime down the road. But who knows, man? Uh, but uh, gotta get better on the interior. Gotta be more physical consistently um, gotta just, just gotta figure out a way to get over this this, this hump um, but Georgia Athletics man it's uh, things are looking up baseball starting soon we'll get into that uh, as, as that approaches um, you know hopefully this team will start better uh, be able to remain healthy because I think injuries especially to the bullpen uh, was something that derailed this uh, this effort last year on the on the baseball diamond but uh but that's gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up right there. Uh, very successful signing day, um, especially if you especially if you land Deuce Robinson, which he was expected to sign today, but didn't. Uh, so if you land Deuce Robinson, ultimately uh, that's gonna that's gonna cap off a really really and that might vault vault us into the number one uh, recruiting class yet again, uh, getting us yet another five star at the tight end position. Um, got a lot of really good pieces there. Got some guys. Uh, got another uh, big, big fish in the boat. Uh, and Ellis Robinson, number one quarterback, uh, big commitment today. Working on Dylan Rayola. Hopefully that's coming soon. Uh, so very successful uh, in football recruiting. Uh, basketball, 
we know we got to work on, uh, but uh, unfortunately, this was a, this was a tough, tough lesson in uh, where we are deficient, which is um, and volunteering. So, a uh, quick program, you know, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Joe D. Leone. He's down at the sh- he's down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, we got a few guys down there. Chris Smith, uh, Jack Pub Leslie, Kenny McIntosh, Warren McClendon uh, are down there at the Senior Bowl competing. Uh, so that's not at the Senior Bowl uh, competing. We talked about him on the last episode. I uh, want to clear that. Want to clear something up from that episode. Uh, not once did we ever say he was going to be the face of an NFL franchise. He's a day. He's probably a day three pick that kicks around on a few practice squads here, uh, and, and and then gets on with his life um, after about three or four years, maybe of of bouncing around the two or three different teams. So, uh, Stetson Bennett, I think, will be a viable third string guy. Uh, if there's a lot of injuries, you know, he could be somebody that could help you out for a game or two. Um, that that you know, but I, I just you know I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I've doubted him this whole time. Uh, except for this past year, but I've I've doubted him for most of his career. Um, So I guess if I doubt him here, he'll end up being a Super Bowl MVP. That's probably how that'll work. Um, but uh, we're going to have Joe DeLeon on uh, to talk Senior Bowl, talk see, see how those guys are doing uh, down there in Mobile, uh, see kind of is their draft stock up, is their draft stock down, you know, what, what's the latest on that, uh, is, Jack, is Jack Pud Leslie going to get drafted as a result of competing in the Senior Bowl we'll talk all that with, uh, with uh, Joe DeLeon, uh, hopefully who has licked his wounds a little bit has bounced back quite nicely uh, with, his, with the Senior Bowl coverage uh, he had a rough go right around national championship time i had a few hot pictures getting real on the internet so we'll talk to him about that a little bit but uh this is so we're gonna leave it right there um like i said a, a, a pretty quick episode covering a lot of topics um but uh we're gonna see you back here next time on the believe in george dogs podcast on the believe network presented by betonline.ag we hope you enjoyed this we hope you enjoyed this new format of coming at you a little bit more frequently with with shorter shows so uh that being said i'm Corey burton i'm flying solo tonight uh because israel troop needs uh some sleep and i just got done with sec after dark so uh that uh, that ran over a little bit so that's why i'm flying solo tonight that's not going to be the norm uh israel's not going anywhere so um get used to it so he'll be here more frequently as well so that being said we hope you have a great night and we hope you have a good day uh, as always go dogs For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.